You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, what's up? Hey, guys. Long time no talk, no see. It's me, Salish. Uh, This next episode is with... my girl, Gabrielle Beckford. We recorded this right after we closed Once Put One More Time. And now coming up on this new year, 2024, where you at, she is making her debut solo, her, her solo show debut at Chelsea Table and Stage on February 5th. So I'm so excited to be producing that with her, for her, and working alongside her. She is, this is going to be one that you're not going to miss. Special guest performances by Amber Iman and Latisse Crawford. Not going to want to miss this. All right. Enjoy the episode. Love you guys. Hello and welcome or welcome back to Black Hair in the Big Leagues, you guys. I have just been la-di-da-di-da these last few days. Um, Once upon a one more time, just closed. But I've felt really okay about that until I turn on this video and I see one of my sister queens on the screen looking beautiful as ever and I realize how much I miss her and how much I miss what we all had and so I would like to introduce to you this beautiful goddess of a soul who shocked everybody and made such a splash with an amazing Broadway debut starring as Rapunzel in Once Upon a One More Time. Please help me welcome my friend, Gabrielle Beckford. Hey, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. How are you? How are you today? And how are you? Like, what? We just, it's been less than a week. So, how are you? I'm. I'm at peace. I do feel like an overwhelming presence of peace. And I thank God for that. Like, I don't feel worried. I do feel full. I feel grateful, most of all. Like, in spite of all that took place, I do feel (laughs) so grateful because who gets to do this? Who gets to imagine their Broadway debut if ever they were able to make that dream happen, being a principal? On Broadway, in an iconic role, motivating and empowering people and having, especially girls who look like me, grow up thinking, oh my God, there's a Black Rapunzel. Right. This has been a dream. This can be a reality. Like, it's insane. Like, 
insane. Like I had no idea this would be my path. And I, so that's why like, all I can do is feel grateful right now. I feel full because I know I did everything in my power to yeah. do the best job and on that did. stage. And, you did. And, and we all did. We all did an incredible job. We did our job. We did the show and we empowered people and we changed people's lives at the end of the day. And it's a gift. It was it's a really joyous a gift. It was really, really special. And so I, I definitely want to ask you about your character and about the show, but like, how was it making your Broadway debut? Was it what you expected? Did it live up to the hype? Did it not? What's your takeaway? <sighs> Things hit me later than like, I guess I'd say the average person, like some things you find out something is like, oh, I, I feel it. I, I'm going through it right now. No, it, it didn't hit me that I was going to be making my Broadway debut. It didn't start, but it didn't fully hit me till preview, preview day, our first preview. It was when we circled up and did the one more time. And they said, everyone making a Broadway debut, start the chant. And literally it was like, one more. Oh, it just went. <laughs> it just enveloped me and I was like weeping because I'm like oh my god this is like it's insane like this is happening like it's the yeah. it's 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 an indescribable feeling but you have to feel it to like really know what it is for yourself and it's it was unbelievable it really felt unbelievable it felt like is this really happening for such a long time? We were in rehearsals in tech, costume fitting. Right. I was on the build, like we were on the right. building. You were on the like, side of the not, building. I still was like, hmm. Wait, it didn't hit you until previews? Like literally, we were getting ready to get ready. Like we did our final champ, like at the end of that rehearsal. And it literally, I was a wreck. It was one more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, our previews process was insane yes how did you stay sane during all of the change like there were significant tell me just tell me about your experience during previews I I really make it a point to have alone time with myself and just to be by myself not around anybody else just to deal with my thoughts and how I feel and just like separate, allow myself to be separated from what I see happening and prayer girl, yeah. the way I talk to him, I, yeah. he, he gives me peace. He gives me joy. Yes. He gives yeah. me strength. And he did. Right. He and did. I've noticed that about you. You've always had this like calmness, this groundedness about you, even in situations where I'm like, how is she keeping it together? Like just making your Broadway debut as a principal, did you always seemed so confident mm. and so like, yep, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Have you always been that way? Or did No, I'm not gonna lie, no. Um, especially growing up being a girl who looked like me, I didn't always feel like there was room for me and I would sometimes, it's funny, I would daydream about being a different pigment and like going through this big transformation to look like the girls that I saw getting so much praise Whoa. as opposed to me. And 
It's insane. And and it had nothing to do with like my family. My family always showered me with love, told me how beautiful I am. Like I realized at a later age, like when I got Barbie dolls, they'd always get me the brown go the brown girls so that I can like really embrace the one who looks like me. But in spite of that, I was like, I still felt less than when it came to girls who looked a different pigment than me. And then a shift did start to happen late high school. Late high school, it started to happen, but you still got those, oh, you're pretty for yeah. a dark skin girl comments like that. But then I walked into university freshman year and I said, you know what, Gabby, you are you. Nobody else can be you. Step yeah. on this campus like ain't nobody ever seen nobody else before. And honey, from that day on, wow, I was like, no, no more, no more. I said, Thank no God. more. Thank God, because I feel like you as Rapunzel in this role, you needed to be exactly who you are to get this role. Yeah. To make this role. Yeah. You needed to be exactly who you were. Right. And now people are looking at you like, oh, look at her on the stage. Right. If if she's like, and people see that as like, oh, you're on Broadway or you're in the movie or you're in the TV show, whatever. If you're there, that means that's beautiful, right? And if that's beautiful, maybe I'm, like people are looking at you, like you were looking at the Barbie doll, like maybe I, that's, you're on the other side of that coin. It's insane. Inspiring others. And so what was, what is that like? playing Rapunzel I know you saw it in DC so you kind of knew what like the show was going for but before you joined the Broadway companies like playing Rapunzel in this in this show what does that mean to be a black girl in this like usually you know white role right right at Disney she was always white right yes same with Snow White. When we think yes. of all these characters, like, yes. Yes. Oh, wow. When I saw it in D.C., again, I knew nothing about this show. And I just literally, as I watched it, my jaw was going. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I want to be a part of this. Like, literally, me and my castmates from the tour, we were like, Uh-oh. how do we get in this? We were like, <laughs> and it's insane. And then to be able to be gifted the opportunity to audition yeah. first, and then them to receive the choices I made that were authentically me yeah, and receive it in such a positive way and praised it, like for lack of a better yeah. word, did praise the work that I brought to it. It, it makes it feel even more worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you always have that inner self-worth, but then to have that, you know, what's that word? Oh, you don't stamp of approval it. behind yes. it, you know? Yeah. And to be like, yes, yeah. yes, and to you being you, bringing you in yourself Affirming. fully, and it being right. Like, or to them, like, you know what I'm saying? Not, not necessarily yes. right, but being accepted and embraced. No, it is right. But the choices yeah. that you were making, 
it could have been a number of different ways to do it, but the way you did it was like, this works. Yeah. You were always received by the audience in that way. How many people were like, oh man, who is that Gabrielle girl? Like all the time, even Titus, remember? I was like, that was cool. That was cool. I was like, wow. Like, wow. Like, thank God. Thank God that the place he set me up in, people are receiving the work that I'm doing in such a positive way. I'm like, thank you. Right. Because this is me. I'm just bringing me. All I can do is bring you me. Yes. And how you receive it is how you receive it. And people have been receiving it so lovingly. And yes. It's been it's really, really cool good. to watch too. And okay, so what do you think, Gabby? Yeah. Do you think that everyone who mounted our show and like the people who put the show together, do you think this honest question, um, they did a good job with um, the diversity, being inclusive, do you think that there were missed opportunities like as a black woman on this stage? Like, how do you, cause I have my own opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think they did? I first, I do love that when it came at least to female coverage, they were women of color. So it could change the dynamic of any role on this stage. And you liked I that? Did, I did pay attention to the pigment they chose because it was it's which you see a lot on Broadway like when they look for people of color you tend to see a lighter pigment than me do you mean for being on stage or for being on so for being on stage okay definitely may like say if um a lot of times if you're seeing like a black lead be soft or you know Subtle Diana, are Diana and I have talked about this. Dulcet toned, she wouldn't look like me. Like if like from out of the box, if they decided to just choose their preference, like are automatically think with their initial reaction, our initial thought process. You don't look for a girl like me. You think of me as the tough, sassy, rowdy, pop, pop, pop type girl. But we can be delicate too. But it's like you see girls who look lighter than me play those delicate roles more. So when it comes to roles like, let's talk about it. Let's talk like roles like Cinderella. Yes. Are. Yes. Roles like Mermaid. Are even Sleeping Beauty. She can't like, I don't think they'd initially look for someone who looks like me. I agree. I, I do. And that's what you see main. I feel like that's what you see mainstream on these big stages. A lot of the time it's, it's far and few between like it's, if the role is not heavily you're rarely seeing a girl who looks like me lead the way wait time out when i said i agree right now i know you're talking specifically about being dark-skinned but the roles that you said i know i'm light-skinned i kind of felt that way about being black period period right period like if you're gonna make an exception for a black person i feel like it would be lighter than darker no see i remember i know no i mean yes yeah i agree um when i was looking at the show as a swing in DC, yeah. I remember thinking, man, oh, what, why am I covering everybody but Cinderella? Everybody but Cinderella. Mm-hmm. 
So I had the same thought, Gabby, like, oh, yeah, I guess that's such an icon. Yes. And so when they added it to my track, I was shocked. But also Mm -hmm. you're talking about colorism here. Diana and I, the other swing, Diana Bated, we have talked about like, is it a coincidence that both of the understudies, the swings of the show are light skinned black? Listen, happy to have a job, happy to be here, but it definitely checks a lot of boxes off. But yeah, not trying to shoot myself in the foot, but like, no, I get it. No, because that's what you see. That's what you see. Like, I know we're getting out of the age of, you know, filling a quota. Yeah. Are doing what we think, yeah, as you said, checks off a list to be on these platforms now and being very socially aware, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are still strides to be made. I'm not saying we're there yet. And the show isn't an exception. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. And then one thing, that is a good point. Like, I completely agree with you. Being Black anyway is playing Cinderella because I feel like that there's a different point to be made. Yes. Yes. And and it was made when you were on that stage. It, I felt it. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's still appropriate. We're fairy tale creatures. Yes. We can be any pig. Like, I understand when we're talking about shows that deal with context. Like, you're not going to see a white Martin Luther King. We get it. You're not going to see a black <laughs> Tracy Turnbland. I get it because that's the that it's is the economic the- and and contextual construct of the show. I get it. We have to respect those staples. But say if it's something, we're in a fairy tale. I'm a fish. What? I remember them saying that she was a certain color. So you be any color I want. It's made up. Like right. So it's like you know. Yeah, you want to do colorblind and be uh-huh. inclusive. Make it make sense, though. Like, for this show, you had no limits. You, anybody could have been anything in this show. It's a fairy yes. tale. Okay, wait. So do you disagree or agree that I do think that they did some good, like, the, I think they they did a good job on, um, well, we let's talk about Rapunzel's hair journey. Ah. I heard there was... I don't know the full story about DC. I heard there were more struggles regarding that in DC versus what I dealt with when I walked into the room. They immediately hit me with, okay, what do you feel comfortable with? How does this work for you? How do you feel you can move? All of this. And they gave me the liberty to really help in the vision for what I needed as an actor and, and what it would influence with who my Rapunzel was. So I, I had great feedback for them. Like what, what I had, they were including me. So my experience was great for Rapunzel. I don't know about anybody else, but And Rapunzel. for those who haven't seen the show, and it's closed now, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But um, Rapunzel, go, you go from having long, straight hair. A long, yeah, let's say relaxed, relaxed hair mm-hmm. to then her natural curls. In a different part of the show, which were both beautiful and both designed by a black woman who understood what texture and representation and our locks and tresses means to us. Hello. Yes. Uh, Hello. That was, again, another gift because you don't 
I always see that at all. No, Which at is all. A gift. And I know this is a sidebar, but like I, I do think about like we talked about if I ever went on for Cinderella, what those wigs would look like. And I made sure I was like, I need texture. If I'm on, I want people to know Cinderella is black and good news, bad news. They did have the texture, but they never made my wigs because they didn't think I was going on. Mm -hmm. So they just pulled from what they, what they had left over, which sucks. So it could have looked better if they actually approved the budget for it right but i am glad that there were curls on that stage there were and so club was hella black i loved it it was just so diverse and again this isn't a a put down to i hope people receive that it's not a put down to anybody else who's not of our culture or of our demographic we're just saying we love seeing more color represented it's, on stage it period was cool Period. That's it. We're just talking about what we love seeing as people who want to be seen and represented on stage in a, in a market that doesn't always do that. And yeah. is still making it, not fully doing it. Yeah, it's definitely a process. Yeah, um, but we're making strides. We are making strides. I will say that this is an example. I am a chocolate five foot nine Rapunzel. I did not see that. Growing I up. acted with a chocolate Snow White. Yes. Never thought that would be a thing. Right? <sighs> and even I was shocked when I was standing alongside Aisha. I'm like, whoa. We're like it, right. It's cool. Like, I do think our show did a good job of we want diversity represented in the building. <laughs> and it was yeah. Prince Charming. Black. Prince Charming. Black. The first cover. Black. Black. <laughs> they made sure that there was at least one or two leads every day that were Black on that stage. Yeah, yeah that was good. That was That's... really, really good. That was really lovely. How did you feel about when Mermaid was Black and she couldn't touch your hair? <laughs> and you had to just... the line. Were you okay with it or were you peeved? At first, I'm not going to lie. I was like, not not even at the fact that you couldn't touch my hair and stuff like that. But it's like things that I didn't think were fully thought or realized because our swings, our covers are black. So you knew at some point this was going to come up. So we could have like really took the time to develop some sort of you know, scriptural change I don't for know if, if that happened. If they think beyond, and I'm just saying generally, like, and this is not even color at all. It's always about who is in the cast on stage for opening night. Yeah. A lot, this show was very kind to the swings, in my opinion, but there are other shows that I've been a part of that were not. And when the swings are trying to learn it in the background, they're like, hey, can you guys move, please? Actually learn it in the other room. Actually, can you learn it on Zoom? And so it really is about the cast who is our opening night cast. And sometimes everything else, and that's what happened. And unfortunately it has to do with race. That it matters. Who's touching Rapunzel's hair? Yeah, because it can't be a black girl. You're going to yell. If, if I'm going to, if they want the response for what I give to the non-black 
mermaid. If it if they were going to change the script, then it's it's different conversations that we would have to have to cater to that sort of scenario because it's it's not a black it's 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 a sensitive issue. So it's yes. like you know you got to candle it with care. And if we had you know thought about it, because life happens too. We got to think this is live theater. Life yeah. happens. Callouts happen. Breaks, injuries happen. Sickness happens. We have swings, and you know that both of your swings are of color. Yes. Black. Yes. Like, respectively, you know? Yes. That scene ain't gonna read the same way if I did it the exact same script and the exact same pretense as I would with a mermaid who wasn't. I mean, yeah, there are certain things that are definitely written into the fabric of the show. Like, could Rapunzel in a future iteration? be white she the thing is it is definitely she couldn't, for do, she, couldn't, she couldn't do my choices to be to be com, like mm-hmm. racially correct and socially correct she just couldn't do my choices she'd have to make it appropriate to her demographic for the like because Let's be real with the tea. Like, if I'm pulling from a black perspective, and that's the root of where my Rapunzel is, a white person can't pull from a black perspective. Right. Right. So you'd have to just adjust. Like, if she wants to play, if they're going to do a new show of this, and Rapunzel is going to be white, she has to make sure. They have to make sure that the script matches, as well as her choices match. Right. I feel like there would just be like little tweaks. There are shows like Once on This Island where they they put in parentheses before beginning, like, if you do not have enough Black people, uh-oh, what? If you do not have Black people, period. I'm sorry, not sorry. We're talking about Dominican Republic and Haiti. We're talking about mulatto versus Haitians. We're talking about field slave mentality versus house slave mentality. Ain't nobody on that stage is white. If you're going to do it correct, you cannot do that show. Correct. Dang. It's it's a contextual story. You're saying just don't do it. You, no. If you if you are, I understand there are certain shows, like we're talking about context. Yes. This is history. This has happened in life. You cannot, I would say you should not. It's a free country. Do what you want to do. As Gabrielle Beckford. I would not um, invest my time in a production of, especially once I'm on this island, if everyone on stage is not black. You, I, mean, it, I agree. It. Yeah, you I'm, can't do that. Like it's it's history. It's a story. It's like you're not going to see a black person play um, the lead in parade. Because oh, that's not no. the story. Right. That Yes, that is. It's not. And true. we get it. The only black people that were there were the people who were the help. And because that's what we were doing during that time. It's the story. It's the context. Yeah. It's history. This is a fantasy. I mean, but yes. Rapunzel in this fantasy is grabbing her roots from her black roots. Rapunzel can be any pigment. But if you're going to choose her pigment and choose her ethnicity or choose where she's from, make it line up to who she is and who she's portraying. That's it. Make it make it appropriate. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, she yeah. cannot do what I did. If she's white, she just cannot do what I did. Do you think there will be, because obviously we haven't seen the official like script that people can buy at Barnes and Noble or something like that. But do you think that they'll put a note in there? Like, okay, here's what to do if this. Here's what if to do if this. They, I feel like John is very understanding and aware of that himself. Yeah. And even when we were doing the script and making adjustments, we made adjustments to my script for Broadway to make it cater to my choices that I was making and what I was pushing as Rapunzel. So yeah, I think him being so aware of this, he can definitely put a, if Rapunzel is not, make the line this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It, John it, is it's cool. Not gonna be, and I'm not going to say it's going to be a drastic change. Just It's going to be an appropriate change that does not offend people. You can still be, you can be any ethnicity and be sassy, but pulling from the talk about black hair, that cannot be. Good night. Simple stuff like that. Switch, just switch that. That's it. Th and that's only in the beginning. Right. Then the rest of your show is cool. And, oh, and the thing we took from Note. Oh, just love switch that. that. Just you switch and, that. Uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, <laughs> you go, let's go, boy. Like, that's where it comes from. You know what I'm saying? So, watching Diana practice that was so funny. Oh, <laughs> the sweetest, the sweetest thing ever. And we just made it work for us as it's going to work differently for everybody. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's here's, it. Here's the real question, Gabrielle. Yes. What happened to our show? What happened? I feel like what happened is honestly what happens with too many shows that make it to this lovely stage called Broadway. Certain certain risks and opportunities that we could make that would really pack a punch, people don't think is worth the risk. And that's why you see a lot of the heart of some things, of a lot of the, ugh, the cathartic experience that you could have in a show gets ripped out because- It's so commercialized. People, people, people want to hit. And I, I understand it. You want to make sure that you make your profit. You want to make sure that you, the show sells and lasts forever. And you feel that what will succeed is something that is toned down, but still fun and doesn't, you know, throw too much at the audience. But these revivals do that. Let's think about it. When I studied MT history, of course, it was a different economic stage, but you saw so many flops. But then there were successes because they took the risk. Like a prime example of a today hit that took a risk, Hamilton. Yes. Took a risk and you see how successful it is. People want to feel something. Like they say, oh, we're escaping life. Sometimes people escape what they're dealing with now and then they want to feel the voice that they don't have within themselves. They see it on stage and then they feel empowered. And you see that off-Broadway because they can take those risks. Yes, I was just thinking that. And that's what I say, off-Broadway, I wish, it was like, flipped. they did not even reverse, like, just Broadway, learn from off-Broadway. You see these risks happening, and people are moved. Lives yeah. are really changed and impacted. You see yes. people weeping, and it shouldn't be, like, just for happens. It should be like, okay, we committed to this role. We committed to this message. Let's do this and send a message that is iconic and, and really just 
put it in people's faces because a lot of the times people are going to love those shows anyway, love it or yes. hate it, but there's going to be a strong response to At it. At least there will be a strong response to the you know truth what of what it is. Right. And I wish, I do wish, because that's what the show I saw. Like, I felt, like, of course, some script changes need to be adjusted towards the end, but um, I felt like the momentum that it had was fantastic. In and previews? No, when when I saw it in DC. Oh, got it. Okay. And then, it, then, then when we were in rehearsals, the show we started with, like, when we got to the end, like, one of the first endings, I know some songs wanted to change, but, like, the gist of it, me and Morgan would weep when yeah. we got to, like, the last, th because we, yeah, we literally too. felt that. We felt that. And it was like, dang, we really had an opportunity to pack a punch and just nail them with it. And I know not everybody wants that, or they feel like it's profitable, but it's theater. It's theater. It's theater. Like, I feel like too many times the heart is taken out of these works when it, we cut to that stage called Broadway because we want to make a profit. But honestly, what you're seeing is so many things are closing because you it's see the of, it's substance the of the kind road. of fall off. It falls off. And it's like, maybe, what if you did take that risk? Would it have succeeded? Even if it didn't, you know? Wouldn't you want to leave mess. knowing that you, you know, stayed true to a the message integrity. that... Yeah, of the yes. show. I really, I really imagine what that would be like if we kept it and really went for it, you know? So that's, that's the only, like, take, uh -huh. like, if anything, if you want to say it's setback, I feel that happened, especially with this show. Because this isn't just our show. A bunch of shows do it. Yeah. But I, I have mean, done it. And you see they're not on Broadway anymore. But, um. Right including us and I remember yeah. when that was happening when all of us the women we were getting discouraged like what's happening yeah yeah and even like I will say this even with us not hitting the message we wanted to hit it still was a I still felt it was still a great show I still it, felt it, it was a fun up. show it ended up being a fun show like it's a fun it's, it is what it is it's the funnest time of your ever after life <laughs> whatever they phrase it once upon you know a time of your it's life. still it's still a great show you still have fun you're not taking it too seriously so that's where we ended up taking it to which was i think it was still a fun show Agreed. the people who did see it kept seeing it again and again and again yes. and again and again and again and again and again and again yes and loved it and loved it so I'm, i just hope that there i know there are people out there that the only version of the show they saw for that one day was a version with a song about an orgy or <laughs> oh lord or the version where the last line of the show was forgotten because oh. because pressure well, pressure and and you know time time you know making a change and that quickly for a certain age group it can be hard Yes. Yeah. That was a lot. Well, no, wait. When they were making those surgeries, Gabby, like that was hard for everybody. It was hard for yeah. the people on stage. It was hard for the swings. Like, yeah. what if we have to go in tonight? I don't I should, like what show, what version are we doing, what right? Version? Of course, it's right. Hard for the but seven that's previous. Old. Yeah, that's previous. Yeah. Wild. Um yeah. I am gonna wrap up. I wanna ask you your favorite memory. 
favorite memory? Oddly enough, it was during the week that the women in particular didn't feel mm-hmm. great. And it was immediately after that, a, a particular rehearsal. And that night we just gave nothing but this, like love and be like to each other, like hyping each other up, being like, yes, yes, girl, yeah. It, and it wasn't and opposed to, like, we still cheered on the men, period. But for the woman, we were like thunderous ovation. We were like, yes, that's my sister out there. Go ahead, sis, kill it. We love you. And we just showered each other in love that day. Like those moments, it's like, we're here for you. And you felt that 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 camaraderie around the females in particular, because we knew what we were going through in that moment, mentally, physically, emotionally, however you felt that week. But to be there and to be supported and to be seen, especially by your peers in those moments. Mm. Yeah, that's a moment I will cherish. I love those moments when you really have a unit and you feel that love and embrace. It does feel Especially in those times of need. Yeah. That's what you felt. Um, did you ever get COVID and how did you see COVID? How did it affect our show from your perspective? I did it. Thank you, Jesus. Knock on some wood. <laughs> but how but how I thought of it was if we were to stay open, I was like, oh, we're about to be in the clear for three months because since everybody got it already, I was thinking holiday season going to be a breeze. Because ain't nobody finna really call out for COVID because all the COVID cases happened. If we stayed open, though, because that's what I'm saying. If we stayed open, it was one people was one at a time. Mm -hmm. But it was so close in proximity. I was like, okay, this is the month of COVID. Great. We're about to have three lovely months of freedom. And I was like, because basically almost everybody and their mama got it. So I was like, the majority, the brunt got it. Not saying it was a good thing, but you know what I'm saying? I was just thinking hindsight holiday season we would have been gucci yeah we would have been gucci <laughs> oh me and okay, diana were so nervous in regards to covid yes we would have been gucci Di- diane and i we were like we literally can't get covid right now <laughs> we didn't get no more covid we're out split track what we did it can you please we did it and rapunzel Holy City. Oh, oh, that show would be canceled. But um, <laughs> uh, what will you miss the most? This group. This group. This group. Sharing the stage with this group every night. It is so rare. It really is rare that you have acting companions that you genuinely love, support, and care for. And you feel the same in return. And then you all are talented as hell. And then you get to go on stage and just share such love and have fun with each other and genuinely enjoy being with each other. It's a gift. It's a gift that really kept on giving. Like it was fun, love, laughs. And it's something I will cherish every day. Like I've never had this type of impact with an entire cast. Yeah. You know? I do know. I do know. Yeah. 
freaking special. I will also miss that. Yeah. I love you, girl. I love you too. How can people find you and follow you? Oh, how can they find me? Oh, I'm on Instagram. Gabrielle oh. Baker. Um, TikTok. Say that again. Gabrielle say that again. Oh, Instagram. Gabrielle Beckford. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok. I, I'm new to TikTok, so don't you know? Don't prejudge. Um, but it's Gabrielle Beckford one. Um, Facebook. Gabrielle Beckford. I have my own website, GabrielleBeckford.com. I might want to make some changes, but yeah. Um, yeah. Hit me up. What's up? And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas. See you next week. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lin-Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.